We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, and with me today, Tiff. You know how we uh, we have like little names for everybody uh, on the show. You know, like I'll see Twitter president, statistician, and Photoshopper Christian Hernandez. You know, how everybody has like a little title. Right, right. I was thinking. Uh, so I was listening to another podcast, and somebody referred to somebody else as the reality check master, and it made me think of you. <laughs> because Tiff, you really are like. You never let us, you know, we're all fans here, right? And 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 welcome to our chat, to, to our live edition of the Heapy Podcast. And if you listen on the podcast feed or you watch on YouTube, we give lots of love to you. But also make sure to check us out live on twitch.tv slash MIAHeapy. If you're a YouTube audience and you want to kind of listen on the pod feed, you know, find us on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Pods, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, I know that some people had some issues with the Google feed. Uh, hit me up on DM at Genavis103 or at MIAHeapy and we'll try to get that fixed for you as soon as possible. But we welcome you to chat. Uh, and if you are a patron uh, or a Twitch sub, we love you very much and we appreciate that support. Remember to support us on patreon.com slash Miami Heapy. We give some extra content, uh, some some interactive stuff. So make sure to check out for that. So Tiffany Meeks is here with me. It's just uh, it's just Tiff and I today. And, and yeah, Tiff, like, you know, you never and I think this is a good day to have you on because, you know, you never let us get too high or too low. And I know we're all fans. Um, but now it's a stretch run. There's two games left in the season. And I think that this 
is the best they've played since that stretch where they beat Utah and the Lakers. And they feel these wins don't feel empty. And I kind of wanted your thoughts as a reality check master of uh, the little winning streak. No, they. it's so funny because um, they definitely, the, the tide is turning. Um, now, how quickly it could get switched back around, we all, we don't know. But as of now, the tide is turning and like there seems to be some cohesion happening because people have been in and out shuffling through the lineups back and forth, injured, COVID with all these things. And we've never had we haven't had any stability at all. But as of late, this this starting five is starting to gel. And they're starting to look good. And, you know, for the most part, the ball is on the string with these guys. The ball is moving. Everybody's hands are active. Everybody's feet are moving. Um, And you see people doing things that they don't normally do. You see people stepping up their level of defense. You see multiple people crashing the boards. You see multiple people talking. Um, It's flowing. And so I am happy pleasantly surprised um and hope and and hoping that they can they can keep it going for uh you know what five more games six more games <laughs> well hopefully hopefully until late june well i mean it's you, yeah well i mean just at yeah. this point let's kind of look at it in like a small One samples let's get yeah. yes <laughs> so to your point um, the starting five this season, or, or the starting five of late, of Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Duncan Robinson, they've played 152 minutes together. Uh, they're plus almost eight per 100 possessions with a one almost 118 offensive rating and a 110 defensive rating. I feel like that is really sustainable for them. I don't think that any of them are playing above their weight. I think maybe none a little bit with, with the shooting. He's almost 50-49, but credit to him. I think he plays within his game, and we're going to talk a lot about him today because he's kind of, you know, the 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 spark plug for them recently. And I think, um, you know, he's played really well as a shooter. Um, doesn't I think he doesn't force the issue like he used to. I think he plays really within the offense. I play. I think he plays really within himself. Ariza has been absolutely like a god. I mean, Tiff, they. You know, even going back to last year, they didn't have a lot of two-way players. It was always like, well, this guy's really good at defense and this guy's really good at offense. And it's like, right, you know, right. and Ariza's like, both of those? Listen, he, you know, the shot, the shot is going to waver. Like, we we all know that. He's going to have games where he has a really good, you know, he shoots from three, you know, decently. And he's going to have games where you're just kind of like, oh, God, don't take that shot. But the one thing that he consistently does that I do like, he puts the ball on the floor. He's not afraid to drive to the basket and either take the shot or look for the open man. And, you know, the one thing is he's not afraid of contact. So he's going to put his head down. He's going to get in there and he's going to try to make something happen. So I think that coupled with his defense, I mean, where will we be right now without him? I don't even I don't even want to consider because like they've so I still think they're a wing short. I think that they depend mm-hmm. a little too much on Igadala. Casey Akpala hasn't given them a lot. Recently Max Strus has found his way back into the rotation, but we know how that goes. You know, it could be two weeks on, two weeks off for him. Right. Um it, it it's tough. I mean, that that that's not his role, right? His role is to fill spot minutes, you know what, but um 
without without Ariza, I mean, when Ariza goes to the bench, I, th- I think you feel it. And I think, you know, Andre has kind of slowed down as the season has gone on, which has, has made Ariza's importance a, a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're a wing short, but I don't even, I mean, he's, you know, Tiff, I've talked a lot about, I felt, and I think I was probably wrong on this, or maybe I wasn't, I don't know. I said that their biggest need was a power forward before they made any moves. I was like, they don't have a four. They're playing a mismatch of guys, whether it's Olenek and then Andre and Jimmy and then whoever. They got Ariza, and he has been rock solid in that position, and that has been that has settled everything. Um, point guard, I still think that you know they they probably need right. Depot to kind of get help. But I mean, he has he has shored up that position in a way that I mean. I, I I had my doubts uh, that he would be able to start and do what he's doing, especially because he hadn't played for so long. But, I mean, he looks fresh and spry and <laughs> culture, baby. And that, right. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> I love the trapping, too. Like, they, so they've gone out, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that they've become a more turnover-based defense, which I mm-hmm. think is, it bodes well for them because their offense, you know, can get in the mud sometimes. And I think guys like Nunn, especially guys like Gorn and Nunn, they want to get out and run. I think Nunn's a really good open court player. Um, he's mm-hmm. a very, very good finisher. He's He looks to attack. Goron, I think Goron in the half court is not as good as Goron, you know, catching and going or, or right. leaking out on, on a break. So I've loved that pillar of their defense that they did not have last year. This wasn't like something right. that they did. Well, this defense is, it, it's funny because it, it you know, it does consist of a couple of old guys, but the old guys are always in the right position. That's the difference. The older you get, the wiser you get. So while like Ariza has lost some of the athletic ability, he still has the smarts and the know-how to get in the right position. So he's always in the lanes. Iguodala's always in the lanes. Jimmy's always in the lanes. And they, you know, and they got active hands and they're looking to get the ball out to none, you know, to, to the guys that they even, even get the ball out to Vincent, get the ball out to Struess, get the ball out to the younger guys that can run. I think that it's just, uh, the other thing that I think Ariza has given them has been like lineups. Him and Dunn has given them lineup security. Cause you mm-hmm. remember that revolving door of starting lineups to start the season? Oh yeah. Oh, it was yeah. like a thing, like on all their pregame shows, it's like, well, who's starting today, you know, between the injuries and just Right. Trying to trying to soul search. Well, the thing is, too, because I, you know, and I think I told you this and and how I felt about the situation where you get Ariza and then you get Belly and then a lot, you know, and a lot of people thought, well, Belly's going to be the new Kelly. He's going to take he's going to get that spot next to Bam. And I said from the beginning, I just didn't see how he was going to get on the floor. And, and now you look at it and you look at the way that they play and you look at the way that they're playing this defense, you really have to think at that spot, we are really Ariza and Iggy, which is our all or nothing at that spot. That's like, I don't know. I don't know how anybody else really fits into that spot and gives us the same thing or even close to what they give us. You and like that, that's that no shot at belt forward spot. Yeah. 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 Like that's no shot at belly. He just doesn't have the, the skill set to, to, to give us what we actually need at that spot. I agree. I mean, I, I and I think they want to be a little more mobile, you know, and, and I think Olenek something that, you know, was a little underrated by him was how well he was mm-hmm. moving. 
you know, he was, they were getting, I mean, they start, I've, I've said this once, like they, when they started the trap stuff, it was with Olenek, it was with Olenek and it was out on, um, on Emmanuel quickly against the Knicks in Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden. That's when they first did the trapping. And I, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. They haven't done really trapping like this since, you know, LeBron was here. And it's kind of evolved and morphed into this thing that's like, oh, wow, like this is like legit a new look to their defense. So they're not just mm-hmm. only switching. And, and now, now they're giving now even Deadman is kind of coming up to the level of the screen and soft, soft trapping and then kind of dropping right. back. And he's also a drop big. So they're given they're given a lot of different looks and they have the veteran personnel and the mobility and the flexibility that I, I mm-hmm. you're right. Belly just, you know, Nemanja just doesn't give that to them and they tried, but right. Right. I think he yeah, got his and fair it, shot. And that, right. No, no. And I, I think he did. I think that's, you know, that's just like the reality of what happens. And that's also literally what happened with precious. He got his shot. He got every opportunity to be able to Lots play, but you know, while being a rookie, you know, I won't, I won't take that away from him while being a rookie. He just, he's just not physically or mentally ready for what the team needs him to do. Something that I, I, and, and I, somebody, you know, I, I, you know, let's, let's get into this before we get into my, my next point of kind of about the bench lineups and how I really like okay. how it's worked out. Somebody in chat asked, like, how do you, how do you think the rotations? Um, uh, so wham, bam, 94, great name in chat asked, what would the lineups look like if Oladipo and Hero are back? And that can kind of bridge us into what Tyler Hero tweeted okay. today, which I know that you have mm-hmm. probably takes on, but, uh, we talked about that on locker room today, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think if it was up to me, I think probably Hero's on the outside looking in because none has played that well. And then, you know, Oladipo, you probably try to give him some of those Struess minutes and you kind of give him some of the Iguodala minutes and you kind of play a little more three guards than you're used to. Maybe mm-hmm. you maybe you cut down on Dragic's minutes a little bit and you kind of give and take from everybody and you kind of fit him in. But I, I think Tyler, you know, on the outside looking in, I don't I don't think he's earned it over Kendrick Nunn at this point. No, I I agree because uh, you know, if you would have asked me 3 weeks ago, I would have said, well, Oladipo's no, he's he's starting. You have to bring him back. Um but you know, as the season has has gone on, one, he hasn't been there. Two, Nunn has been there. He's uh, he's playing effectively with that starting unit and they have built chemistry. So if, if he's playing this well, you don't want to just yank him out of there and put a guy in there who hasn't played in weeks. That's one. Um, and and I said on Hangover the time, let's be realistic. It's Oladipo and it's Hero. They're out. That's not D-Wade, LeBron, you know, or Kawhi Leonard on the bench. That's They're, they're not superstars. Like, they're not guaranteed anything. There's no guaranteed spot, you know, like... It, it, you know, sad to say, that's just what it is. Like you, you earn as you go and you haven't gone, you haven't played. So you don't have a spot. You've got to, you're going to have to work yourself back into the lineup via practice. And there really isn't any practice. And on the court and on the court. I mean, you gotta, you gotta right. show your chops like, you know, but the thing is, the you know, there's, have. there's not a lot of practice. So you're not really going to get to show much in practice which means if none is out there lighting it up, you're not checking in. That's just, you know, and, and I, I personally wouldn't mind seeing a, a Vic Dragic lineup in the backcourt off the bench. 
So one of the things I've really liked is how they've anchored their second units, right? So I think the two main anchors to, to their bench units have been Jimmy and Deadman and then Bam and mm-hmm. Goron. And I think those are the two, because, you know, and I think Eric Spolster has done a really good job of staggering Jimmy and Bam. So like they're not playing any, any if few minutes with neither of them on the floor. And Jimmy and Deadman, I mean, we've talked about that a bunch. The numbers speak for themselves. I mean, they're absolutely pummeling teams when those two share the court together. You see it, eye test, number test, whatever you want to go to. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Deadman and 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 uh, Jimmy Butler, they're locked the fuck in and they're absolutely mauling teams. The other thing that I like is Kendrick Nunn acts as a bridge between those two units and it, it gives them a little flexibility. They can go, you know, Goron, Nunn, Iguodala, um, you know, Bam, all that stuff. And I, I like when Bam, Kendrick, and Goron play together. They're plus seven per 100, mm-hmm. almost a 120 offensive rating and a 112 defensive rating. Now, that's survivable against bench units. And they can probably tighten that up a little bit in the playoffs. Some of that is noise because they when they played earlier in the season when Jimmy was out, I, I would imagine if I filter that for the last two months, I, I'm sure that that lineup data looks pretty superb with a much better defense. And I think they've really, Tiff, they figured out, you know, after a whole season of not knowing who the fuck to play, where the fuck to play them, there's mm-hmm. been an uncomfortable amount of Gabe Vincent uh, playing, <laughs> you know. And I think that they have found, because we just talked about how good the starting lineup is, I, I think they have found two anchors and variations to their bench units that can carry them to the point that last night, on the second night of a back-to-back, against a quality opponent that plays hard, and with edge, you know, the bench where that Charlotte team has particularly mauled your bench, you know, the bench handed Jimmy Butler a lead. Mm-hmm. That never yeah. happens. No, it never happens. They just looked, they look good. And that's, you know, I, I, that goes back to the question. It's like, where do these guys fit in when they come back? And it's scary because, you know, you, you need, you know, you don't mind having the extra offensive punch. You need the extra defensive punch, but it's also, you got to be very careful how you, how you do this because they're looking good. And I, I also like worry about Nunn's confidence. Like I, I just don't want him to be the odd man out when he's been playing great. And it's like, he's always there when you need him, but there will be a moment where he's not going to show up. So and, if he gets, you know, if cold, he, and that's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well you want him to go cold because he went cold. You just don't want him to disappear because he got yeah. yanked. And, and you know, he's a guy that I think size has always traditionally bothered him. He's a smaller guard who's mm-hmm. not, you know, beating you one-on-one, you know, in isolation. So, you know, when, when teams switch, you know, and, and then the playoffs teams are going to switch a little more, right? None, none is a really good player against drop defenses. So when teams switch a little more and, and he'll do a little bit less one-on-one and his percentage will go down, but I, I just think as a spot up shooter and as a guy who is quick and who is mm-hmm. very active lately, you know, I, I just, you know, I think he's earned it. I think he's earned it. And until, and what they might do is the, um, is what they did with Mike Miller, you know, in the big three years, you know, with Tyler, you know, you come in for a couple minutes and if you look good, you stay. And if you don't quick hook. And I know that there's probably internal politics at play. I mean, they, they, you know, we have to have to remember that, you know, these people need to save face. They didn't trade him for Kyle Lowry right. who just dropped 40 and sent LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Lakers into a tailspin Spiraling. last night. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to get into those comments later. Cause that was very funny and how the media has reacted to that. 
He also, you know, very famously, they were very public about their hard stance. So we're not trading Tyler for James Harden, whether that's right. true or not. Publicly, that's what they projected. So there's there's going to be some internal politicking going on. I think they also mm-hmm. might want to play Depot because you got to know, you know, if, if you do want to bring them back, right, if that right. ship hasn't already sailed, you know, you kind of want to know. So and also none is a free agent, too. So these three guards, there's a lot there's a lot orbiting them that goes beyond the season. And it's. I'm glad that it's Eric Spolstra dealing with it and not a younger, more inexperienced coach and not a, maybe a, a younger, less experienced front office. If you remember Orlando, when Jameer Nelson went down, Rafer Olsen was playing awesome for them. Then you kind of shoehorned Jameer back in and it kind of looked clunky right. and awkward. And you kind of, you know, you always have that what if. So it's it's a dangerous situation. And I, Tiff, I don't know how, I don't know the right way to navigate that. Right. And I also just kind of think, um, I don't know, in my mind, I'm playing the percentage. Like, what's the chances of both of them coming back completely healthy? Mm. I don't think it's great. Tyler's been hurt a lot. And and remember, he was in the walking boot last season for a long time. See, I brought that up last night on Hangover Time because I said we're forgetting that he's been hurt a lot and it's all and it's been a foot. So, you know, we don't know if he comes back, if, if he's going to be on a minutes restriction or play a day, rest a day. Like we have no idea what's going to happen. So I also just think that nature may run its course and somebody just might not be healthy enough to play. He I think it was uh, Leif of uh, Five on the Floor that, that tweeted out that like, you know, Hero played every game in the bubble and outside of the bubble, he had only played like 65 percent of their games. Uh, which is like a crazy thing to think about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, he was he was remarkably healthy for their most important stretch. And outside of that, it's been very, you know, to, to, not to use a buzzword, but Justice Winslow-esque. And right, right. it scares you. It, it, it should, I mean, as an organization, it should scare you as a fan. It should scare you. Not, not to say that, I mean, he'll probably get right. And and, and it, this is a weird season, right? And they're probably being careful and right. they're winning. So they're, they're probably extra careful with, you know, a very important part of their organization, right? Um, so, so that's, that's some, you want to get into hero's tweet because, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up right now. It was yeah, a, go ahead. <laughs> kind of a funny, I don't know. Well, by the way, I just went to Tyler hero's Twitter account. Uh, he's just, his, his header profile is just him lying down, uh, looking kind of dead. Have you seen it? No, I didn't. I didn't. It's see very it. weird chat. If you go to his, if you go to his, his Twitter profile, that banner is very weird. Uh, I, maybe I'll put it up. I'll put it up on on Twitch chat so you guys could see. Um, but so yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a little tweet today. Um, I thought it was funny. I, I thought we'd get into it. He says it's not my fault if I don't meet your likeness. Tiffany Meeks, your thoughts? I mean, he's got every right to feel that way, but. Let's just keep it what it really is. Everybody else has a right to feel how they feel. So there's so there's no one wrong in this situation, but he he's hearing. What does that mean? What does it mean? What is he saying? Because he's I have saying, the picture listen, on screen, by the way, he, for Twitch. My, my thing, I, I think he's saying I, it, it's not my fault. I'm not who y'all want me to be. I wanted you. And to that's a, and that's Lowry. a multitude of. That's a multi. That's a multitude of things. One, yeah, it could be Kyle Lowry. <laughs> like, <laughs> two, Listen, he it could balled be out healthy. last night. Right. Two, it could be healthy. 
three, it could be James Harden. Like there's so many different, so many different ways this could be taken. All good options. But, right. But in the end, he's hearing the whispers. That's what that means. Do you think he watches over the, time? Hey. Listen. Pick up that merch, Mr. Hero. Somebody gift him a Twitch. Somebody gift him a Twitch sub. Is he is he on Twitch? Yeah. Somebody gift him a Twitch sub. Yeah, I think that's just what it is. He's hearing the whispers, and it's fine that he responded. Like I'm not mad at him for responding. I just think that um, it's very interesting, though, that at this point he's choosing to respond. Uh, very weird, considering again, it is arguably the best stretch of basketball they've played this season. Uh-huh. And uh, it's uh, it's notably without him, and it's with another guy who finished ahead of him in rookie of the year votes. Did you? Well, someone I can't remember who um, said uh, on uh, Twitter last night, Malik Monk didn't go off because we were missing a certain guard in the lineup who usually guards him. Trilly. Shout out to Chef Trilly. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, <laughs> hashtag Tyler Tuesdays <laughs> for Trilly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, listen, I, I've, and like, you know, I, I think he's a good player. I, I, I think it's difficult to talk about young players because, especially, especially with the team that's contending for a title um, that has like legitimate serious aspirations of like, okay, well, we have a 31 year old, you know, superstar that mm-hmm. let's not forget, we are not a year removed from him going at the MVP and defensive player of the year, scoring over him, then screaming to anybody who would listen, he can't fucking guard me, right? And then going toe-to-toe with LeBron James in the finals, playing his best basketball maybe any of us have ever seen, right, in the finals yeah. performance. I mean, it was like, we're not far removed from that, right? So then the right. pressure on these young guys to be expedited, is a lot. And I, I feel right. for them. And and it's not, you know, Tyler going through a second year shooting slump, you know, is not, it's unfair because, you know, normally guys as good as him drafted that high on bad teams. Damian Lillard got to struggle a little bit. John Morant is not the same kind of player. He, you know, John Morant has taken a little bit of a step back in some areas. He's still having a very good season, but it's, you know, nobody cares because whatever Memphis is a cute little story in the right. play in. Right. Um, you know, Devin Booker took a step back a second season. The three point shooting kind of really left him. And and, right. and that's you know, we can go on and on, but that that's common. Um, so I, I do feel bad for him. And I think that any conversation about kind of these precious is the same, Tiff. I mean, right. I think we're yeah. even guilty of it here. You know, it's tough. oh, of course. And the thing is that we don't know who they're gonna be at this and they don't know who they're gonna be because they haven't really they haven't had the time to put in, you know the work to get to that next, the next page, because we went from bubble to season. So there was no chance to work on this part of their game and this part of their game. And, you know, the reality is that maybe precious may not have even been with the team this year. Like we have no idea. Um, but that's why it, I don't like to talk about like, Oh, we should have drafted so-and-so or so-and-so. I was like, right. that's just like, that's we don't know. Yeah. We, we, we don't know in a weird season. Yeah. We don't know. No, you don't know. But, you know, if you really want to be realistic about it, it is what it is. Like, it's still your job. You're still performing, whether it's at a high level or a mediocre level. This is what's happening. And people are going to talk about it. People are going to judge it. And you move on. So, you know, whether he comes back healthy and he 
plays his ass off or if he comes back and he's still hurt and he can't, you know, he can't do a lot of the things that he normally does. It is what it is. I don't, you know, I'm not, he's a kid. Like I have no, I have no ill will feelings towards him because he hasn't been performing well. The problem is, is that some fans are, if you're hurt, some fans are toxic. Yeah. But if you're hurt and you know, you're hurt, you're, you can't be out there because you're, you're deliberately hurting the team. So if you're a step slow, because your foot is who knows what's going on with your foot, then maybe you do need to take a step back. Because at some point the rubber meets the road and like the heat on, they're not trying to, they're not trying to be a first round out. So they need all hands on deck. A couple things from chat. So somebody, uh, it's not me for real, put hard and put the exact same caption on an Instagram post yesterday. Are they Spider-Man Mimi? That's funny. Um, so I mean, like I said, and, and somebody else said, uh, who said this, uh, Sammy B11 said, y'all really thinking deeply about this. Uh, and yeah, I mean, whatever, listen, we're, we're, we're talking, it's, it's news, you know, uh, it's interesting. You know, he's, he's an interesting case. Um, at the Smith, the small Nick says heater 11 and six without Tyler. That, that is true. Um, Philly Heat said, uh, I liked what he said. Uh, Struess and Hero uh, Struess are going to be deadly in summer league next season. <laughs> listen, Struess, dude, Struess and Gabe, they're going to, they, listen, they're going to, they're going to run Vegas. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. What, what do you guys call him? Winter Soldier? Uh, yes. The White Wolf? Yeah. The White Wolf. Yes. <laughs> Joey killed me yesterday when Alf said the Winter Soldier appeared and Joey goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That should kill me, dude. Um, something else to chat I wanted to highlight before before we moved on that I really liked. It was kind of talking about how Tyler is better when he's. I'm trying to find the person's message so I can shot them out. But it was like Tyler's. Tyler's just better. Uh, here we go. Jeffrey two eight two one zero said Tyler is good when he plays his role as a non distributor and just looks to shoot. And I kind of want to highlight that because. And I don't want to make the Devin Booker comparisons because I just don't think they're the same guy. Like Devin's just a much mm-hmm. more polished scorer. The size is different. Devin is just a more can get to the rim better. He's they're just different players. But I do think that some of their kind of developmental things have been the same in that mm-hmm. Devin was Devin's better as a scorer. Right. Devin's just a better dude when he's playing off the ball, off Chris Ball, and just say, like, hey, Devin, go get us buckets. But what right. the Suns did was they played him partly by necessity and partly by development is they played him as a point guard and they played him as a creator. And that helps your game when you're, you know, mm-hmm. maybe your individual numbers and your seasons don't look good. But when you get those reps on ball and as a creator, even if that's not your final form, you kind of need that experience so that when you need to make a play in a pinch, you have it. So, you know, maybe, you know, they've played Tyler. Tyler's the third most uh, heavy used pick and roll guard on the heat after Jimmy and, and Goron. And, uh, you know, that's that, I think ideally you want that number to go down a little bit, but you know, in a right. developmental season, especially when a lot of guys miss time, you know, that that's what that's for, for him to get those reps, for him to see those, th- those passing angles, for him to see those windows and kind of get that experience. Um, and how many years has, has Booker been in the league? Oof. Uh, I think we're at year five. I'm, I'm guessing uh, that that's uh, ish ish year five ish. Right. Okay. Six. 
I counted live on six. <laughs> you, you, know, you stopped talking, and I was like, because like I, I can't count. I, I'm just like, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so six years. Because <laughs> it's interesting, because a lot of people like to parallel um, their play, Tyler and Booker. But it's like, you know, this is year six for Book. We're literally in season two for Tyler. Like there is like, so Tyler, there's still so much more to his game that he has yet to even think about, to even put in perspective, to even like work on. So it's like, the, you know, a lot of people are like, he's the next booker. We have no idea what the next anything is right now. Yeah. And we have spent entirely too much time on a dude that's yes. not playing. Exactly. Um, but he just wanted to shout that out because the, the, the tweet was funny. Um, Tiff, before we get into the LeBron stuff, because we got to make fun of him and how the media is handling this. The thing I really want to highlight about this win streak is the Heat offense has looked really good. And it, it's looked good to the point that, you know, when when their plan A would fail, right? So they would run and they would run a set, whether it be a handoff, a pin down, a pick and roll, whatever, whatever they like to run. And when that first option doesn't go their way, they've always looked lost. And then it's always like hot potato around the perimeter, revolving door of handoffs until somebody Mm -hmm. takes a contested three. It doesn't look that way anymore. They're scoring much more frequently or getting something that they want off the first option. And if they're not, they're flowing into other things. Now, part of this is I think their rotation just makes more sense. I think guys are playing in position better. I think Deadman has helped them tremendously. I think Goron has looked a lot better as of late. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn, as we talked about at the top, is giving them kind of a release valve on offense. He's hitting open shots. You know, Ariza's kind of moving it. I think Ariza's a really good cutter too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Always in motion, not just a PJ Tucker stand in the corner kind of guy. Uh, you know, so they their offense feels a little more natural. It doesn't feel so stagnant. Um, I don't, it, it, it just, it feels, it, it, it just feels different. It doesn't feel like they're fighting for their lives every offensive possession. It just right. doesn't. It doesn't look so right. hard anymore. Right. And you know, the thing about it is, is that the, uh, within this last, like, what is it, week and a half or whatever, like Jimmy, Jimmy still will put in a cape every now and then, but it's not as drastic as it was. And we also aren't seeing a lot of in the end of the shot clock, Jimmy shots either. Thank God. So he, you know, he's not catching the ball with five seconds left and like literally there's nothing to do with it. It's, it's the ball is finding the open man. And while it's finding the open man, you have people cutting without the ball. You have people getting in position to rebound. It's like, it's, it, it's weird because we haven't seen this. So it's like a whole new version of this team that has come with like seven games left. So since April, the Heat have the 10th best offense, uh, which is just kind of mind boggling considering Mm -hmm. where we've been all season. Positive point differential. uh, They're plus two. They have the sixth best record in the league tied for six Um, and 11 and six in that span right right with a very easy schedule upcoming and and, you know we didn't we we haven't always felt good about wins and sometimes we get on our post-game show and on hangover time and we just kind of talk ourselves into stuff or or, or i I always joke with siobhan that uh all all bonds breakdowns is how bad we are 
right? It's like, oh, well, this right. is how we fucked up on defense, or this is how, oh, we got away with one here. Y'all, look at that. Ah, that, that. But I, it doesn't it doesn't feel that way. It, it feels a little real. I think what you said is right. also true. Like, Jimmy doesn't, they're not Jimmy or bust. And when Jimmy does have to grab the game by the horns, he does for a little bit. I thought yesterday Charlotte won in a little 5-0 run. And mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, this is where it falls off. This is this is where the wheels fall off because it always falls off here. It always, right? Some Somewhere in the second half, their legs get tired and they can't right. score. They can't find offense. They're not disciplined. And what did they do within the flow of the game? Not even with the timeout. Played good defense, got out and run, transition, boom. Uh, none had a really mm-hmm. nice catch, kind of turnaround jump hook, um, a little bit outside the paint on, on the right block, which I was like, whoa, that's nice. And then they just went on a little run shut the door like you are not getting back in and that's when i tweeted who are you and what have you done with the 2021 miami heat because i don't recognize them yeah and it's and the one thing i noticed too like i always get concerned when i feel like bam is running too much of the offense like that's all he's doing and lately i feel i i haven't thought that once while watching a game he's seamlessly now finding offense finding his offense and it's like it, it doesn't look rushed to me it doesn't look it doesn't look like he's stuck in the corner and just waiting for Duncan like that's what it used to look like now there seems to be I don't know if it's just more confidence or honestly I don't I, I don't think he ever lacked confidence I just think that we just never had the players in the right positions because we just never had any we just never had any chemistry. There was just always too many people in and out, in and out, in and out as of where now there's been some consistency with this lineup and people are just where they're supposed to be. So I think the other thing about BAM is that there is an, there is a, there is a concerted effort. There is, there is, um, a, it's deliberate and they post him up early when he has a mismatch and Mm -hmm. he has committed to that. Because yes. it, he hasn't always done that because they've actually run sets for him to post up a guy. Right. But when he gets when when in, in, in mid transition or when they get a switch early, when they run pistol w- with him and Duncan and, and whoever else and, and they get a switch that they like and he immediately goes down and seals them. Mm-hmm. They space the floor because now they have spacers, none and a reason these guys are guarded. And Jimmy's a good entry passer, which, by the way, it's one of the lost skills in the NBA, mm-hmm. the entry pass. And. He hits Bam, gets that early seal, gets that jump hook, and boom. And now teams are switching. Now they're a little more reluctant to switch. And it's opening things up for Kendrick Nunn a little bit more, but Duncan for a little bit more. Um, And that to me is like the huge development for for him. And maybe, you know... uh, I don't know if maybe maybe it's a Deadman talking to him. Maybe that's him watching Deadman and being, huh, it's that easy being big, huh? Oh my God. Deadman is just like, he's just out there hands up. That's it. Like he just goes out there. He's just like, all right, I'll do it. And and it's just, it's so funny how basic fundamentals can get you really far. And that dude has basic fundamentals, but they are perfectly in tune with what this team needs. He, he give like when he's in the game, Tiff, they don't feel like the same team. And that's good. 
he gives them mm-hmm. a change of pace. He gives them an element that they don't have. I've talked about the physicality. I've tweeted, I tweeted a thread last week about what he does, like the way he screens off ball and even the holding that he does that's illegal under mm-hmm. the rim. He buys you, and you know, they can't call everything. And that's what yep. vets do. That's what vets do. They're like, well, I'm going yep. to hold you. I'm going to give you a little elbow. You know what I mean? He's he's just such a right. vet. Like it's great. He uses his size, is aware of how big he is, is getting a lot more comfortable with the defense. I don't think his defense has been like spectacular. I think that, you know, it's tough. They don't run an easy defense and bigs right. are asked to do a lot of things on it. And and I think that was one thing that I, I was pretty impressed with Precious early on is how well he was moving and rotating. But eventually, you know, it, it kind of got the best of him. But I think Deadman has worked into that. He looks a lot better mm-hmm. on his rotations. They're, they Spoh's figuring out kind of, I think Spoh's kind of tested the limits. You see uh, some games he's dropped really, really back like Brook Lopez. Sometimes when a guy, and, and watch, when a guy will go up to, sw- to to screen, Deadman doesn't even go up. He'll just stay, you know, in the yep. low block where his guy was and he'll just wait. Sometimes he'll go up for a hard trap. Sometimes he'll go for the soft trap. Sometimes he'll just come up to the level. So they, they're they trying stuff. I know the 2 one mm-hmm. press uh, was something that, that they did also with him on the floor. So he has just been outstanding for them. Outstanding. Yeah. And, and we've yeah. talked every show, and I will talk every show, about like what a godsend he has been. Just active. He's active. He brings so much energy. He is. I, you could imagine if if the arena was able to just basically sell out and have fans in each seat. He brings so much energy to a team that doesn't have a lot of highlight plays, doesn't have a lot of like, they don't do a lot of talking on the court. He just comes in for short bursts and he's just like, I'm going to wreck havoc. And that's what he does. There's no plays run for him. He's just out there. He's smart. He has his eye on the ball. He knows where his man is. He can help. You know, if he he may not get a lot of blocks, but he deters blocks. You know, he'll box out and a guard can get the rebound. Like there's all these little things that he's doing. And also his chemistry with Jimmy. Is I love chat right now. Pardon screaming for the Knicks. They're all screaming for the Knicks, Tiff. They all want the Knicks. Our chat <laughs> wants the New York Knicks. Give it to me. Give it to me. Uh Tiff, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple of your favorite things. Uh numbers. Okay. Okay. Um by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the chat right now. Okay. You're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a link in here uh to the Miami Heat Beat store and you are gonna go and you're gonna look at the brand new shirt inspired by Tiffany Meeks. It's a fuck them number shirt. Uh a catchphrase, a staple of hangover time. So check that out. We finally got Tiff her own shirt. Uh, she She's amazing. Go support her. We love it. It's fun. Wear it. Tweet it. Take a picture of it. Send it. Um, we we want to do fun stuff with you guys. Uh, maybe, maybe if we, we'll figure something out with everybody who buys the shirt. If you're a patron, you get a discount, by the way. So remember to check your, your discount code if you're a patron. So follow that link in chat. Um, Tiff, these, these numbers that you love so much. Deadman okay. and Jimmy together. Almost 80 minutes. Uh, plus 23 net rating, 131 offensive rating, 107, 108 defensive rating. Uh, it's, it's mammoth. I mean, it's like, we don't even have to get into that. It's just like, right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They're unreal. Absolutely unreal. Um, we're running out of time. I did want to get to LeBron stuff. Uh, I talked about it on Lock Over Time. I do want Tiff's thoughts. So uh, let's, I, I guess let's start, you know, let, <laughs> let's start with what he said about the play-in tournament. Because the Lakers last night lost to uh, my beloved Toronto Raptors, uh, missing Fred, Freddie Van Vliet and OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi, by the way, is on Superstar Trajectory. You watch out, you know, put the league on notice, baby. Time's almost up. And LeBron, after the game, said, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired in regards to the play-in tournament. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. And uh, he was caught in 4K last year saying how much he loved the play-in tournament. Uh, Dallas, Mark Cuban, and Luka Doncic complained about it like last month too. So all these people, Tiff, all these people that fall in the play-in tournament, suddenly they want to take their ball and go home. They ain't happy. Yep. Yeah. It's well, funny. Listen, that's that's what it is. What, what's good for the goose is good for yeah. the gander. And, you know, it was it was funny last year when Portland, you know, when Portland had to do it and go and had to, how many teams did they have to beat? Exactly. And then by the time they got to the Lakers, they had nothing left. So it was cute last year because, oh, we could just sit back and chill and just watch them kill themselves. <laughs> oh, but now. Hmm. But now a little kryptonite has fallen Superman's way and he can't take it. Ain't so funny. Listen, don't be mad at the league. Be mad at your team. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't keep y'all afloat. That's how I look at it. Like it, you know, the league has to do something to garner more interest. 
And if that means like some sort of way to get small market teams more involved, because let's be realistic, a lot of the teams that might be fighting for the play in are small market teams. So guess what? Small markets have fans too. So let everybody have a shot. Hey, I don't care. I want to see, I want to see Warriors Lakers play in tournament game. I want to see it. I'd watch it. I mean, in the Western conference, it's Portland, Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio, New Orleans, right outside of that. Right. And then exactly. You have Boston, Charlotte, Indiana, Washington with Toronto, uh, two and a half games back Chicago. Okay. Right. But these are all teams that have, right. (laughs) Yeah. But all these teams have big fan bases, so they're going to watch. You don't. You mean to tell me if Zion's in a play on a playoff game in a, a play in game, nobody's watching. Everybody's they watching. They want, man. That's listen. That's the, <laughs> that's the initiative right, right there. That's the letter, right. Man. They're trying to get. They're trying to get that man in there by hook or by crook. They try to get him in there. So, listen. If you're crying about it, that means you're worried about it. Listen, that's Sacramento how I has not it. played meaningful basketball in God knows how long. Let them have this. Let the Kings. Let Kings right. fans have this. Listen, also, my thing is you, you handpicked your own team. You did. You, you you went to the park and you said, oh, you did. play for somebody else? No, leave them and come with me. You, you come with me. You picked your team. This is this is who you ride or die with. So if you riding into the play-in game, that's it. Lace it up and go handle business. Kyle Kuzma said uh, post-game, that uh, you know, we need to we need to get Mark Marcus all more involved. And I saw a lot of Lakers Ooh. Twitters like they're like, um, well, you know, uh, you know, LeBron that, that ain't LeBron's buddy, right? He's on the outside, he's not <laughs> in the inner circle. So Laker fans are complaining. Laker fans are also like they miss Vivian. <laughs> you don't know who Vivian is. Which Vivian? Which Vivian? Because I don't <laughs> Vivian. Laker Twitter, uh, Laker, Laker Twitter legend who doesn't, who's no longer, uh, no longer on Twitter anymore. So like they're reeling. Anthony Davis said, this is the lowest, uh, point that we've been as a team. We're not connected. And, uh, and by the way, they played the Nuggets tonight in Denver and LeBron will miss the game. Uh, good luck with the Okits and Michael Porter and, Jr. And, and by the way, Dennis Schroeder's in like protocols. He is. Yeah. I missed that. Is he? Oh yeah, I saw it today. Look, Google it. He's in protocol, oh so God. he's not playing either. So I know that that he that he he said in a German article he dimed he would, him. That, but that that article was from a while back. Okay. That uh, that he and LeBron were not um that he and LeBron were not vaccinated and the only ones in the Lakers. And he said for him it was he didn't want to go into quarantine again, uh, maybe, you know, the side effects or whatever. Maybe it was during the time of that stretch because, listen, I, I, that Moderna kicked my ass. Although, like, maybe they can get, you know, maybe they're fancy. They can get the Pfizer, huh? Listen, right. This, this, uh, I got this, the Pfizer. You social elites <laughs> over there get the damn Pfizer. I got, I got Moderna. I got I'm that sweating. Pfizer. Oh, my God. I was sweating. I had, a, I had a fever higher than the heat offensive rating. It was, it was rough out here. Listen, uh, they, it's going to be what it's going to be. I, I personally... I'm not. I'm not mad. I if they, I I'd love to see them fall into the play. I'm petty. I want them Me to too. fall into the play in. I'm petty. Oh, Warriors Lakers. Let's fucking let's go. I do too. And I want Steph going for sixty. Oh my god, <laughs> Tiff. Could you imagine how fun that would be? Lakers Warriors play in one game. Steph. I mean, yep. that's the last team you want to play in a one game sample. Right. Because it's one game. So Steph is going to take t- a million. He's going to take every shot. 
I, I, I'm here for watch. it. And then, I mean, imagine if you're the Lakers and like that's the game that Kelly Oubre and Draymond decide that they're going to hit shots. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> Meanwhile, t- listen, they're about to play who tonight? Denver? Denver in Denver, which Denver, by the way, I, I don't think they've lost or they've lost one game since um, since Jamal Murray went down. And that team is legit. Like they they're looking at every team above them with a bullet. They are horrifying to play. They're so good. Well. What what did ESPN say? Anthony Davis is top three. This your moment to shine. I'm not sure that Anthony Davis is better than Nikola Jokic. Uh, I'm. Oh, I didn't I say heard, that. <laughs> I I heard. Um, I think it was. Um, I think it was Nikias on the Dunker Spot that said, "Oh, you know, Jokic is arguably a top six player." And I'm thinking, man, outside of LeBron and and, and maybe a healthy KD, you know, I. You know, we're not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, there's not many guys that I would say are, I'm not sure that he's not, you know, top four right now. You know, I, I look at a guy like James Harden and I was like, well, what, what the hell have you done? You know what I mean? Right. I look at a guy like Giannis and I was like, that's all nice and good, dude. But I mean, what have, what have you done that, that Jokic hasn't, right? So, yo, because nobody's giving him credit because Jokic looks like the guy that makes the sandwiches at the deli in Publix. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also looks like a mechanic. I know. I know. Dwayne. Dwayne looks like. But but I mean, Jokic also looks like a mechanic. But Jokic looks like a mechanic that will charge you way too much. Deadman looks like an honest mechanic who will tell you, "Listen, you don't need to buy this." Or they're just the the, the corporations are trying to sell you this. I'm right. telling you, you can get by with this replacement part. Jokic is trying to sell you the most expensive shit, and he doesn't care. <laughs> am, am I wrong? <laughs> No, no, I, but that's the thing. Cause the, you know, the package doesn't look like what we typically are saying. Oh, he's top five in the NBA. He's this, he's MVP. His package doesn't look like that. It, I mean, like, he's come dope. on. He's, it, dope. he's, he's beyond dope. Any waddles. Any, any waddles. Exactly. And, and I've never seen a, a better basketball player that waddles. Exactly. And he's, guess what? He's He's and 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 he's a fun watch. Like you can watch him and his passes and just just what he does in general. So no, I I no, I, I think tonight if Anthony Davis is playing and you are who you say you are, this is this is your game. This is the game that you take over as a superstar. It's uh listen this mad uh, this mad dash to the end of the season is going to be a lot of fun. It feels good to play meaningful basketball. Um, Heat have mm-hmm. you know we have some fun games coming up. We have two against the Celtics again. I will say this every time, uh, Adam Silver. I will see you in hell for scheduling Heat Celtics at one p.m. on Mother's Day. That's uh, a big fu to the league office yeah. and Adam Silver. Uh, real quick because we are out of time here, but Mavericks mm-hmm. tomorrow. Chris Steps Porzingis is questionable or doubtful. Uh, that bodes really well for the Heat. It does. Um, that team is fighting for their lives. They're tied with the Lakers and the Blazers. Yeah. Um, so Luca's coming out with he, Luca's coming out with a bang. That's listen, and and Blake, he's going to be interesting. And I, I really, I'm going to try to watch film tomorrow because I don't really know how they, what they try to send at him. I don't know if if Jimmy has to start on him. I don't know if they just want to switch Bam onto him every time. I mean, they, you know, obviously they can't guard him with a, with with none or Duncan. That's just. Not fair to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair to them. You got to put size on them. Right, uh, right. That that this might be a game that they switch a million times, and you just have to live with it because they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of options. But uh, that's going to be a fun right. game. Right. 
Yeah. And, and you know, you, you're going to look up and see Trevor on him every now and then. They're going to put some length on him. They're going to try to bother him. And that's all you can Porzingis do. Porzingis is not there. That could be the option because now all of a sudden you don't have a big that's going to, you know, not that Porzingis is going to beat you up inside, but Porzingis will, you know, take one dribble in the post and then take a, a little fadeaway and it's that's unblockable. I mean, that dude's a right, really right. tall. So, um, you know, that's, that's fun, you know. So remember tomorrow, uh, 30 minutes before the game at 7.30, we have the Weird Off pregame show with your host, Jack Alfonso, Frankie G, and maybe myself, Christian Hernandez, uh, on lock. And then we have the postgame show, Hangover Time. Uh, I guess I'm breaking a little news here. We have Channing Crowder, former Miami Dolphin, current drive time host at 790 Ticket and WQAM. So check out uh, Crowder, Alf, uh, LSO Crew, and then another surprise. We have another little surprise with the LSO crew and Channing Crowder. So that's fun tomorrow. Uh, be there for hangover time. That's a big guest, Tiff. That's a that's a legit famous person. It is. It is. That's, that's a I former mean, player. He he beat doing big things. Look at that, man. That, 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 that's that's a get. Uh, so make sure you follow all of us there. Make sure to join our locker room session. So we're uh we 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 do them the morning after every game. I tiff, I think we might do ours on Friday. Uh, we might mix it up. So look out on Friday at, at 10 a.m. We'll update you on Twitter. Follow us twitter.com slash mia heapy at mia heapy we have too many links on my, they're all meshing together tiff they're all i have too many things to plug i have too many too many uh extensions so at mia heapy on twitter and on instagram myself at genovis 103 tiff where can people find you on twitter oh tiffany makes the number two the number three let's go jordan year baby illinois right. illinois finest illinois finest